Welcome to the Bible in a Year with Manna. I'm your host, Uriah Beagle, and with me today is Mr. Richard Young. Join us as we experience God's Word together and grow in our relationship with Him. Today, we'll be reading from the Berean Standard Bible. The reading plan we're following is the one-year chronological Bible. Today is day number 16, and we're reading the books of Genesis, chapters 42, 43, 44, and chapter 45, verses 1 through 15. Let's dive in. Genesis 42. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why are you staring at one another? Look, he added, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he said, I am afraid that harm might befall him. So the sons of Israel were among those who came to buy grain, since the famine had also spread to the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was the ruler of the land. He was the one who sold grain to all its people. So when his brothers arrived, they bowed down before him with their faces to the ground. And when Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he treated them as strangers, and he spoke harshly to them. Where have you come from? he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied. We are here to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Joseph remembered his dreams about them and said, You are spies. You have come to see if our land is vulnerable. Not so, my lord, they replied. Your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. No, he told them. You have come to see if our land is vulnerable. But they answered, Your servants are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father, and one is no more. Then Joseph declared, Just as I said, you are spies, and this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your number to get your brother. The rest of you will be confined so that the truth of your words may be tested. If they are untrue, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies." So Joseph imprisoned them for three days, and on the third day he said to them, I fear God, so do this and you will live. If you are honest, leave one of your brothers in custody, while the rest of you go and take back grain to relieve the hunger of your households. Then bring your youngest brother to me so that your words can be verified that you may not die. And to this they consented. Then they said to one another, Surely we are being punished because of our brother. We saw his anguish when he pleaded with us, but we would not listen. That is why this distress has come upon us. And Reuben said, Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? But you would not listen. Now we must account for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph understood them, since there was an interpreter between them. And he turned away from them and wept. When he turned back and spoke to them, he took Simeon from them, and he had bound them before their eyes. Then Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to return each man's silver to his sack, and to give them provisions for their journey. This order was carried out, and they loaded the grain on their donkeys and departed. At the place where they lodged for the night, one of them opened his sack to get feed for his donkeys, and he saw his silver in the mouth of the sack. My silver has been returned, he said to his brothers. It is here in my sack. Their hearts sank, and trembling, they turned to one another and said, What is this that God has done to us? When they reached their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they described to him all that had happened. The man who is lord of the land spoke harshly to us and accused us of spying on the country. But we told him, We are honest men, not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of one father. 
One is no more, and the youngest is now with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man who is lord of the land said to us, This is how I will know whether you are honest. Leave one brother with me, take food to relieve the hunger of your households, and go. But bring your youngest brother back to me, so I will know that you are not spies but honest men. Then I will bring your brother back to you, and you can trade in the land. As they began emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was his bag of silver. And when they and their father saw the bags of silver, they were dismayed. Their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my sons. Joseph is gone and Simeon is no more. Now you want to take Benjamin? Everything is going against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may kill my two sons if I fail to bring him back to you. Put him in my care and I will return him. But Jacob replied, My son will not go down there with you, for his brother is dead, and he alone is left. If any harm comes to him on your journey, you will bring my gray hair down to Sheol in sorrow. Genesis 43 Now the famine was severe in the land. So when Jacob's sons had eaten all the grain they brought back from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back, buy us a little more food. So Judah replied, The man solemnly warned us, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you will not send him, we will not go. For the man told us, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. Why did you bring this trouble on me? Israel asked. Why did you tell the man that you had another brother? They replied, The man questioned us in detail about ourselves and our family. Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? And we answered him accordingly. How could we possibly know that he would say, Bring your brother here? And Judah said to his father Israel, Send the boy with me, and we will go at once, so that we may live and not die, neither we, nor you, nor our children. I will guarantee his safety. You may hold me personally responsible. If I do not bring him back and set him before you, then may I bear the guilt before you all my life. If we had not delayed, we could have come and gone twice by now. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Put some of the best products of the land in your packs and carry them down as a gift for the man. A little balm, a little honey, spices and myrrh, pistachios and almonds. Take double the silver that you had, that you may return the silver that was put back in the mouths of your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. And take your brother as well. Return to the man at once. May God Almighty grant you mercy before the man. And may he release to you your other brother along with Benjamin. As for me, if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. So the men took these gifts along with double the amount of silver and Benjamin as well. And they hurried down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin and his brothers, he said to the steward of the house, Take these men to my house, slaughter an animal there and prepare it, for they shall dine with me at noon. The man did as Joseph had commanded and took the brothers to Joseph's house. But the brothers were frightened when they were taken to Joseph's house. We've been brought here because the The silver that was in our bags was returned the first time. They intend to overpower us and take us as slaves along with our donkeys. So they approached Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the entrance of the house and said, Please, sir, 
we really did come down the first time just to buy food. And when we came to the place that we lodged for the night, we opened up our sacks, and behold, each of us found his silver in the mouth of his sack. It was the full amount of our silver, and we have brought it back with us. And we have brought additional silver with us to buy food. We do not know who put the silver back in our sacks. <laughs> it is fine, said the steward. Don't be afraid. Your God, the God of your father, gave you the treasure that was in your sacks. I received your silver. Then he brought Simeon out to them. And the steward took the men into Joseph's house and gave them water to wash their feet and provided food for their donkeys. Since the brothers had been told that they were going to eat a meal there, they also prepared the gift for Joseph's arrival at noon. When Joseph came home, they presented him with the gifts that they had brought, and they bowed down low to the ground before him. He asked them if they were well, and then he asked, And how is your elderly father that you told me about? Is he still alive? Your servant, our father, is well, they answered. He is still alive, and they bowed down to honor him. When Joseph looked up and saw his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son, he said, Is this your youngest brother, the one that you told me about? And then he declared, May God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out because he was moved to tears for his brother, and he went out to a private room to weep. Then he washed his face and came back out. Regaining his composure, he said, Serve the meal. They separately served Joseph, his brothers, and the Egyptians. They ate separately because the Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews because they were detestable to them. They were seated before Joseph in order by age, from the firstborn to the youngest. And the men looked at one another in astonishment. When the portions were served for them from Joseph's table, Benjamin's portion was five times larger than any of the others. So they feasted and they drank freely with Joseph. Genesis 44. Then Joseph instructed his steward, Fill the men's sacks with as much food as they can carry, and put each one's silver in the mouth of his sack. Put my cup, the silver one, in the mouth of the youngest one's sack, along with the silver for his grain. So the steward did as Joseph had instructed. At daybreak the men were sent on their way with their donkeys. They had not gone far from the city when Joseph told his steward, Pursue the men at once, and when you overtake them, ask, Why have you repaid good with evil? Is this not the cup my master drinks from and uses for divination? What you have done is wicked. When the steward overtook them, he relayed these words to them. Why does my lord say these things, they asked. Your servants could not possibly do such a thing. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found in the mouths of our sacks. Why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If any of your servant is found to have it, he must die, and the rest will become slaves of my lord. As you say, replied the steward, but only the one who is found with the cup will be my slave, and the rest of you shall be free of blame. So each one quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. The steward searched, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they all tore their clothes, loaded their donkeys, and returned to the city. When Judah and his brothers arrived at Joseph's house, he was still there, and they fell on the ground before him. What is this deed you have done, Joseph declared. Do you not know that a man like me can surely divine the truth? What can we say to my Lord, Judah replied. How can we plead? How can we justify ourselves? God has exposed the iniquity of your servants. 
We are now my Lord's slaves, both we and the one who was found with the cup. But Joseph replied, Far be it from me to do this. The man who was found with the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may return to your father in peace. Then Judah approached Joseph and said, Sir, please let your servant speak personally to my Lord. Do not be angry with your servant, for you are equal to Pharaoh himself. My Lord asked his servants, Do you have a father or a brother? And we answered, We have an elderly father and a younger brother, the child of his old age. The boy's brother is dead. He is the only one of his mother's sons left, and his father loves him. Then you told your servants, Bring him down to me so that I can see him for myself. So we said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father. If he were to leave, his father would die. But you said to your servants, Unless your younger brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. Now we return to your servant, my father. We relayed your words to him. Then our father said, Go back and buy us some food. But we answered, We cannot go down there unless our younger brother goes with us. So if our younger brother is not with us, we cannot see the man. And your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. When one of them was gone, I said, Surely he has been torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. Now if you also take this one from me and harm comes to him, you will bring my gray hair down to Sheol in sorrow. So if the boy is not with us when I return to your servant, and if my father, whose life is wrapped up in the boy's life, sees that the boy is not with us, he will die. Then your servants will have brought the gray hair of your servant, our father, down to Sheol in sorrow. Indeed, your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to my father, saying, If I do not return him to you, I will bear the guilt before you, my father, all my life. Now please let your servant stay here as my Lord's slave in place of the boy. Let him return with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father without the boy? I could not bear to see the misery that would overwhelm him. Genesis 45. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, Send everyone away from me. So none of them were with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. But he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and Pharaoh's household soon heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But they were unable to answer him because they were terrified of his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Please, come near to me. And they did so. I am Joseph, he said, your brother, the one that you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me into this place, because it was to save lives that God sent me before you. For the famine has covered the land these two years, and there will be five more years without plowing or harvesting. God sent me before you to preserve you as a remnant on the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. Therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but it was God who has made me a father to Pharaoh, lord over all his household and a ruler over all the land of Egypt. Now return quickly to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord over all Egypt. Come down to me without delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen and be near me, you and your children and grandchildren, your flocks and your herds and everything that you own. And there I will provide for you because there will be five more years of famine. Otherwise, you and all your household and everything you own will come to destitution. Behold, you and my brother Benjamin can see that I, Joseph, and the one speaking with you, 
Tell my father about all my splendor in Egypt and everything that you have seen, and bring my father down here quickly. Then Joseph threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept, and Benjamin wept as they embraced. Joseph kissed each of his brothers as he wept over them, and afterward his brothers talked with him. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for using our hardships to preserve life and to fulfill your purpose in our times, just as Joseph and his hardship was used for the better, for your will. Thank you for all your grace and your kindness to us, even in our times of distress. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We continued the story of Joseph, and in this case, his brothers are finally united to him in, in a way, but he uses a little bit of deception. He pretends not to be their brother. Yeah, I, I, wonder, I wonder, he recognized them because he hears the language of his birth. He's, you know, been speaking Egyptian all these years, but now he hears the language of his birth, his mother tongue, if you will, and he recognizes them, but they can't recognize him. Yeah, he's probably grown a bit by now. Oh, yeah. Um, it's been he's a correct. while. And he's a little bit mean-spirited here, so I don't think this is one of those parts that's uh, from God. I think this is uh, our character flaw of Joseph in that he's taking it back on his brothers a little bit, being hmm. a little harsh on them. Uh, when he doesn't I, I, I don't know. To. I don't know. You're right. I think he's chuckling. I think he's, I think he's got a sense of humor. He's like, oh, my, tables have turned. I've got you, you know? <laughs> But, but what he does, yes, is maintain the illusion of distance so that he can turn the tables on him a little mm. bit. But his, his outcome is still good. What is, I, think, I think he can see, I really want Dad and the whole family to come down here to Egypt because we've got all the food. Yeah, but in his actions for it, though, he causes some heartache to his father. Mm. Dad is very upset. And so I think this is closer to the spirit of Jacob in this case, where it's forcing God's plan of having the different sheets bow to him by bringing more difficulty in their lives. Mm. But we see that in the end, he, even he is burdened by this deception he's causing. Even he is burdened by that he's holding back his joy of seeing his brothers because he also wants to express that joy that he's happy to see his family again because mm-hmm. he may have never seen them again. Right. Um, he was over the land of Egypt, but that doesn't mean he was free to go. Mm. Yeah, and, and uh, the fact that the, the culmination of the story, he breaks down and weeps, and we don't know if these are... I, I think he's weeping for joy. Oh, but he's absolutely. so overcome yeah. in the moment. It's interesting how his brothers immediately had this guilty conscience, this this pang of, oh, you know why this happened to us? It's because we did our brother wrong. We sold him to sin. They All these years, of course, they had this nagging sense of guilt. And now that's how they're trying to explain what's going on. But Joseph comes up with a different explanation. He's got, he's got the whole idea, you all meant it for evil. Yes, but God, uh-huh. God meant it for good. He, he comes back to... The fact that, yes, God is the one who gives wisdom. God is the interpreter of dreams. God is the one who has provided grain and food for the whole known world at that time. Yeah, Everybody's coming down to Egypt. In the end, God's using this hardship that Joseph went through. He's 
repurposing the pain and the anguish that he felt, the time in prison, the time serving Potiphar, the time serving Pharaoh as a good thing. Joseph Mm -hmm. suffered so that he could save the world, which is Mm -hmm. where we get another image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that he suffered so that he could save the world. Mm. It's interesting, too. They go, they go back to their father, and they wait until Jacob's sons has eaten all the grain that they brought back. And then their father again says, go back and buy us a little more food. And, and how many times do we wait until our back is up against the wall before we realize, oh, God has an answer? Because they could have gone beforehand when Reuben had offered Exactly. Reuben had offered to go back immediately. Yeah, we could have been there and back twice, is what they say. (laughs) It's like, okay. And then Israel's not too happy. It's like, what have you done to me? Why did you even tell them that I had another son? The reason, of course, is Joseph can question with real knowledge. He knows who's back up there in Canaan. Mm. He's an investigator, an interrogator with knowledge of what the situation actually is so any lie he would be able to prod until the truth comes out yeah it's and that's that's interesting that you bring that up because the brothers say well the one who's who's got that silver cup just go ahead and kill him the one the one who's sitting on the household idols just go ahead and kill him Uh, we have this this theme repeated many many times where people speak in their own understanding of the situation but god always knows more Right? Joseph has got insight, again, as a representative of Jesus. He knows who's back home. He knows who the family is. And he wants, I think he wants to see the whole family come down to Egypt. Wants to bring everyone to him. Yes, he wants, uh, yes. Ah, and our Heavenly Father wants to bring everyone to himself too. All those who are willing. All who are willing and see the glory of our Lord and Savior. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you tomorrow for day 17 of the Bible in a Year with Manna.